0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe D'Amino. On this episode, we talk with an ambassador on success, Joy Rowland. Born and raised in the slums of a third world country, she endured abject poverty, sexual assault, and abuse as a child. Determined to create a better life, she worked very hard after university to save up enough money to pay for a master's degree in the UK. At the age of 23, she left her home country in search of a better life. That decision was the catalyst for a series of events and opportunities that has led her to the amazing life abundance that she now has living in Canada. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, it's great to meet you, and I appreciate you taking time out for the show today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. And before we get into our conversation about your life and your work, I want to know the last three and a half years, COVID was quite a thing. How did you get through that time period, and how did it change you?
1: Um. for me it's, it was like a double edged sword because on the one side uh, it was the best time for my business um I made almost triple what I usually make per year uh during covid uh but then on the other side I I lost my very close cousin I call him my brother I lost him to covid so uh, yeah it was a double edged sword for me
0: yeah Well, let's get into exactly what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them?
1: Um, I work with women 40 years and older to make their lives better.
0: Okay. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become?
1: First, I wanted to be a doctor. And then when I, when I was older and understood what was involved, I definitely was not interested anymore. Uh, cause like I don't like blood. I don't like seeing people suffer. Um, and so then my goal was I'm just going to grow up and do whatever it takes to make as much money as I could. So I didn't have a particular career or occupation. I just said I'm going to make it big and that was it.
0: Okay. So let's go back to the beginnings of your life. Where were you born and raised and where did these seeds of wanting to help people? How did that happen?
1: So I was born in a city called Lagos in a country called Nigeria in a continent called Africa. Uh uh and I was I was born um into abject poverty. Um, and so I have a huge appreciation for the abundance I have right now. Um, so life was very tough, extremely tough. Um, we didn't have clean water. I had to, um, with my siblings, we had to travel five miles one way to fetch drinking water. Uh, when I, I have a daughter now and when I used to change her diapers, like it just took me back to my childhood because I didn't have the luxury of diapers. My mom would use a cloth and then with pins to, to pin up, you know, and when you did a poop, she would wash out the poop, dry it out, and you wear that again. So yeah. I have a huge appreciation for uh, the quality of life we enjoy in, in developed country.
0: I read a book a few years ago about the, the, at the struggle of just getting water. And it was wild. Just, I, I had no idea. And then I've talked to a lot of people on this platform that their mission is to put wells and to put accessibility to water in Africa and other places that don't have access. And it's, it's amazing what civilized worlds just take for granted because we don't know any different.
1: Yes. And to be honest, the, the need is huge. Like, I know that's one of my driving forces, uh, like to, to give clean water to people who don't have. But when I look at the, the amount of need, like the, it's just huge. But obviously I just have to do what I can, uh, to improve the lives of as many people as I can do. Because at the end of the day, there is a limit to how much you can spend, right? Like maybe, two houses max. And then you're like, do you need a third house? Like how many cars can I drive? So there's a limit to what I need money for as a human being. So yes, definitely to help others.
0: I don't understand how governments, and I've seen a lot of these government officials, they have money, they seem to be living good. How can the people not get basic needs met? I don't understand
1: Welcome to the club like like how many how many hours do you have like, <laughs> it's yeah. like it blows my mind because these people have the best houses back in my home country. These people in government, they have the best houses. they have tons of properties in the u k and abroad, right. Um, they lack for nothing. They, they live in luxury, but yet you read in the news that they have bags and bags and bags of dollars stacked up. Like, how can someone have $20 million in cash under their bed? Like, in their bedroom? Like, it blows my mind. Like, it takes a level of wickedness and selfishness to not say okay i have enough even for my 10th generation i have enough even for my 20th generation why can't i just help this woman struggling on the street just give her a hand right and do the right things like we're not asking for luxuries we are just saying give us water give us power supply right like here in canada i have power supply 24 hours back in my home country no like, is yeah. all mature, right? Yeah. So, I guess, um, that's what the, the good book, my Bible says. Um, I'm sure God didn't know how, um, wicked man could be, like the level of wickedness, how the heart of man can be so desperately wicked. Yeah. So, that's the world we're living. Yeah. Well, I choose to focus on the good. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, because, um, just for my own sanity. Um, so I choose to focus on the good things that are happening in the world and to see how I can make my own impact. Because at the end of the day, um, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, right? Uh, just three weeks ago, I lost the younger brother of the, my cousin. Um, the younger sister of my cousin I lost to COVID, she died of breast cancer and she was just 40 and she's leave- she's, she's left three children. So then it makes me put things into perspective to say every single day I have is a gift and. This morning, today is the 5th of October. What is Joy Roland going to do to make the world just a little bit better?
0: Absolutely. So who's been a hero for you in your life? You've obviously overcome a lot. You've traveled quite far. You're doing well. Who's been a hero and inspiration for you?
1: I'll say there are two people. Uh, The first one is my mom. Because um, even in abject poverty, um, my dad was so abusive and would beat her black and blue. Um, but yeah, she was the breadwinner and, um, she stayed, she stayed in a terrible, abusive, um, relationship with my dad. And it got so bad that, uh, there was a point where she actually packed all of her belongings and decided to leave because she had had enough, right? Because she feared for her life. But then she took all of her belongings on her head, like we carry stuff in Africa, and all the children—we have six children that she had—were all on the balcony watching her leave us. And then she she went all the way up to the end of the the street, and then she turned back. You know, so like I just have deep respect for her, uh, like how she was able to um stick with us and she paid for all of our education all six of us so she's definitely my hero and then the second person is oprah <laughs> i just like how she um she just inspires me right she's my skin color and um, she's just done amazing things and hopefully i have a chance to tell her thank you one day like just to know what she's done for many girls back in Africa. like Just someone to look up to to say, well, if she could do it, then I definitely can.
0: And that was my next question. You may have answered it. If you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would it be? Uh,
1: Denzel, there are three. Denzel Washington, because I had a huge crush on him. (laughs) And (laughs) then uh, Oprah. And then if I could, it would be Obama.
0: Yeah. I'd love to meet Obama. That would be wonderful. So, what is the motivation for you every day to get up to do the work that you want to do to help people? What is that for you?
1: The most well, first of all, it used to be my daughter. Um, I wanted to be able to create a good life for for my daughter, um, and to give her all the uh, everything she needs to have a good start in life. So that used to be my motivation. She's four now. And I've been blessed um I've been successful in my uh, i t consulting business so i I did i t consulting until I moved into what I do now so i I've built that for my daughter now so my motivation has kind of shifted to how many people can I impact uh before I meet my my creator before my last day because I have this vision of on the day I pass and as I ascend into heaven, I want God to be so excited to welcome me to heaven and to say, girl, you've done good. Like I want him to say, girl, you've done good. So that's my motivation now.
0: So what's your favorite professional success story? One that always puts a smile on your face?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I like Bill Gates. Um yeah. At the time, he did um, extraordinary things. Um, so that's a huge professional success story for me. Um, but lately, because of my shift to what I do now, uh, her name is Brooke Castillo. So she's she's a coach. Many people might not know her unless you are in the space of the kind of work I do. But she's just an amazing person.
0: So in your work, personally, what's your favorite success story? Someone that you touched or someone that gave you feedback? What What would that story be?
1: So for now, her name is Danielle Matthews. Uh, she's helped me in my current uh, career move into what I do now. And surprisingly enough, I found her on a podcast like this. Because, yeah. Do you know her?
0: I interviewed her. Yeah, she's wonderful.
1: Really? Innova. Okay. So I listened to her on the podcast. The story of how she uh, uh, was hit by a drunk driver, and um, doctors told her, Well, this is your new normal, right? And then because she was so determined to find a solution, right? Like she didn't want to give up. And her search uh, led her to a technology, um, a cellular health the technology that she used to make her feel better. And when I heard a story on the podcast, I just went on social media, found her, and I said, girl, I want to work with you. And we've been working together ever since. So she's definitely my inspiration.
0: That's wonderful. So I'm curious in your life, if you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into a much younger version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led the successes, the things that you've overcome, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Mm, That's a very good question. Um, It would definitely be um, joy. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Just keep going. Um, And I'll tell her, uh, you would actually make it. Because when she... When I was that younger self, I had doubts, you know, like, is this thing going to work? Am I ever going to be successful? So with hindsight, I I will tell her, well, here's the crystal ball. You made it. So keep going. Yes.
0: So of all of the things that you've accomplished and overcome and done in your life, what are you the proudest of?
1: This is going to sound a bit cheesy, but having my daughter, like it wasn't my power, right? But that was an experience I relive every day because sadly I had to go through uh, three horrible miscarriages. So when she came and she was healthy, like until I died, that's that's the best thing I did in my life.
0: So everyone has a perception of you. Family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
1: I'm extremely funny, and I laugh so loudly. Um, a few of my friends know this about me, but I don't think my my clients do. Um, but uh, I'm I'm hugely determined. Like I'm someone that has so much grit. Yeah, grit. So. Yeah. I go all the way, like when I make up my mind, regardless of the challenges, I just have that goal and I say, I'm going to get it.
0: So we kind of talked a little before we had some Zoom issues and um, yes. we came back in. I'm curious from your perspective, what do you like the best about living in Canada?
1: <sighs> oh, gosh, it used to be Justin Trudeau because I was in love with his his French accent But, um, joking aside, what I truly love about Canada is the people, like, how can a a group of people, Canadians be so welcoming, like, so, um, so open hearted, and they will give you the last shirt on their back. Like, it blows my mind, like. And whether you were born here, whether you're an immigrant, like it just feels infectious. I think the soil, there's something in the soil that makes everyone the same. Like everyone wants to help. Yeah, so that's wonderful. That's what I love. And I also love that it's a very rich country. So I love we have natural resources. We have wealth. So that's a good thing to have because we can then help other countries.
0: Yeah. So Joy, if anyone wants to hire you, learn more about you, reach out to you. What's the best way to do that?
1: It's got to be on my website. It's joyroland.com. I'm also available on all social media. Just search Joy Roland. I'm happy to share the links with you as well. Joy, you have a wonderful spirit. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your time today. Best
0: of luck with everything.